The question is, is he good enough to win repeatedly in this loaded AFC? The stories that matter to you. If I'm Xander Bogarts, I need three things in order to get over that insulting contract offer. This is your home for New England sports. Jason Tatum, superstar. Book it. This is the Brady Farkas Show on WDEVAM FM and WDEVRadio.com. What's up, everybody? Happy Monday to you here on the Brady Farkas Show on WDEV AM and FM and WDEVRadio.com. Short show tonight up until 610, so just 40 minutes, and it's game one of a crucial series here as we kick off the final week week before the Major League Baseball All-Star break. It's Red Sox and Rays. So another big week here of baseball for the Sox. More games against nothing but the Rays and the Yankees. Red Sox went three and four doing this exact same thing last week. So we will get to the Red Sox here momentarily. We're also going to talk a little hoops with former UVM star and Vermont native Ben Chungu. His decision to go play overseas in Germany. He'll be with us here in about 15 minutes. I heard a very interesting rumor about where Ben Chungu is at right now and what exactly he is doing to get ready for his first professional season, now going to be in Germany. So we'll find out what's true and what's false. Ben Shungu with us here in about 15 minutes. You can get in on the Napa-Morrisville, Napa-Waterbury text line, 802-585-3026. You are locally owned Napa stores in Waterbury and Morrisville. You can also get in our brand-new Facebook Live, YouTube Live, and my Twitter account as well. We were doing some video maintenance last week. We're back up and running this week, so you can get in there. And you can get on the text line and all of our digital channels also. Five, four, three, two, one. And here we go. First thoughts here on the Brady Farkas Show are brought to you by Sticks and Stuff and by Swanton Lumber, Vermont's most complete locally owned home center with locations in Enosburg, Derby, Middlesex, St. Albans, and at Swanton Lumber. They're online at sticksandstuff.com. We get a text in that says, yes, can't wait to hear Ben Shungu. I can't wait to hear Ben Shungu either. Again, at 545. I do want to start, though, here with the Red Sox. I think this past weekend was hugely important for the Sox, and I stand corrected. I come to you today hat in hand. I told you I thought the Red Sox were in for a huge uphill climb this weekend. I thought they were in line for a pretty significant beatdown this weekend, and it looked like we were headed there after Thursday and after Friday. But the Red Sox rallied they rebounded i told you i thought a split was the best they could do and they got that split here against the first place yankees the red sox should walk out of this weekend feeling great and you should too as a fan because this weekend should give them renewed confidence and it should give you renewed optimism for a whole bunch of reasons do you want me to just run down the list? Like, I, I've got a couple of texts here that came in over the weekend saying Red Sox need to sell. Why don't they trade this guy? They're going nowhere. Why are you feeling like that? Why do you feel like that? you got to split against the best team in baseball. The players should have renewed confidence, and you should have renewed optimism. The Yankees are sweeping teams. The Yankees are winning nearly every series and they weren't able to do that against you. That alone, before we go any further, that alone should make you feel good. 
The Yankees sweep teams. The Yankees beat teams 16 to nothing and hit two grand slams in the same game against them. The Yankees have been dominating teams, and they couldn't do that against you. You showed yourselves, you showed the front office and the fan base what is possible that you can play with and beat the best team in baseball when almost no one else can. The Yankees are on pace to break the single season wins record, and you just beat them twice. You just earned a split with them. I understand that there's no moral victories, but when teams don't, when a team doesn't lose series very often, splitting with them is the best that you can hope for, and the Red Sox did that. And then the thing that should make you also feel great is that you took two games against the Yankees when almost everything was set up perfectly for them and almost nothing was set up perfectly for you. Okay, the Red Sox were home. That was their benefit. Almost every other benefit was set up for the Yankees over the weekend, and the Red Sox still got the split. I mean, look at the disparity. The Yankees had Garrett Cole pitch. The Yankees had Nestor Cortez Jr. pitch. He's an all-star. The Yankees had Jamison Tyone go, who had great success the first two and a half months of the season. Their pitching staff was set up for success, and you started three rookies. Josh Winkowski, Connor Siebold, Cutter Crawford. So they're starting all-stars and Cy Young hopefuls, and you're starting guys who have less than seven starts each in the big leagues. You got a series split given all that was going against you. You got a series split without Kike Hernandez playing, without Josh Taylor in your bullpen, without Chris Sale being a part of this, without Nathan Evaldi, without without Garrett Whitlock, and you didn't have Rafael Devers in the lineup for the last two games. You played this series completely shorthanded. They played it nearly at full strength, and you found a way to split. When you get the guys I just named back, you should feel really darn good about where the Red Sox are and about their ability to play with the best. So if you are coming in here saying, oh, the Red Sox should sell at the deadline, I'm not agreeing with you. I'm not saying I'm going to maintain the same position I always have. They should not blow out the entire farm system. But to sit here and tell me they should be selling off assets and throwing in the towel, I'm not buying that either. This team just took two games from a team that doesn't give up two games. A team that had everything in their advantage for the most part, and you had nearly nothing you got to split with. You should be feeling great. Reason number three you should be feeling great, you got to the Yankees' bullpen. Remember what Lou Merloni said last Friday that we were talking about? He said the Yankees' bullpen bullpen doesn't suffer embarrassing losses. They don't lose games late. They don't fold. Well, you scored on that bullpen a lot on Saturday and on Sunday. You tore apart that bullpen last night to get a win. You've gotten to Aroldis Chapman. You got to Castro last night. 
King, Peralta on Saturday. This bullpen, which is nearly the best in baseball in every important metric here, has now been proven vulnerable, at least to you. The Red Sox players now have confidence that they can get to the Yankees' bullpen, and just maybe you've introduced a shred of doubt to the Yankees that they're not as invincible in the back end as they think they are. Alex Verdugo was mic'd up during the game yesterday talking to ESPN about what happened on Saturday. He knows it. Uh, I mean, last night, you know, this one of those games where, you know, it was just special all the way around, um, you know, to fight, to go into extras with these guys, and then, you know, to, to beat their bullpen, which has been such a good bullpen all year, is just, you know, it, it was a big win for us. Yankees bullpen gives up nine runs over those last two games. They weren't all earned. DJ LeMay, who aided a couple of them, but who cares? You put the pressure on them. You forced that bullpen into, have, into having to be perfect, and they weren't able to do it. You should feel ecstatic. You won when you were undermanned. You came from behind. You got to the bullpen, and you have reinforcements coming. You should be feeling great. And finally, for the bonus feel-good moment of the weekend, you should be feeling great because you got some of the power back that we've been asking where it went. Right? Red Sox had been sapped of power at key parts of their order. And this weekend, look, Trevor Story, it wasn't a homer, but it's a bases-clearing double yesterday to the deepest part of the park. I'll take it. J.D. Martinez hasn't homered since June 14th, and yesterday he homers. His first homer in nearly a month. You saw some really good things this weekend. It wasn't perfect. You lost two games. Of course it wasn't perfect. You still got down 6-2 yesterday. That's a problem. But all in all, you should feel pretty good about what you saw last night, what you saw all weekend. As far as I'm concerned, the Red Sox pulled off a huge save. And look, the Blue Jays got swept by the Mariners. The Rays, I believe, lost three of four to the Reds. Going into this series against the Yankees, it was a series which you could have ceded a lot of ground to those teams around you, and you didn't. You actually gained ground on them. The Red Sox split with the Yankees. They pick up two on Toronto. They pick up one on Tampa. Now, they lost two games with Seattle, but they are still... Two and a half up on Seattle and own the season tiebreaker, so I'm not really worried about them if I'm the Red Sox. Instead of losing ground to your AL East rivals, you actually gained it. This weekend is a huge win as far as I'm concerned for the Red Sox. I agree with with what Rob Bradford of WEEI in Boston wrote today, that it should give you a lot of optimism because it showed you a glimpse of what this team could be. You start to think that when you get your guys back, you're going to have a chance to be a player at this thing at the end. I'm not telling you the Red Sox are World Series caliber. I'm not, I'm not predicting that right now on July 11th, but what I am telling you is, is that in a weekend where they could have been absolutely buried by the Yankees, they weren't. In a weekend where they could have lost ground to both Toronto and Tampa, they didn't. And in a weekend where you could have walked away feeling down again, as you had after they lost series to the Rays and Cubs, you didn't end up feeling that way. You get to their bullpen, you've made them feel a little bit vulnerable, and you have shown 
that you can play with the best. The Red Sox have taken a series from Houston, and here they've split with the Yankees. And you're getting reinforcements. I would feel good about yourselves. It's not going to be easy. The Red Sox have the toughest remaining schedule in all of baseball. The toughest. One good weekend can only do you so much. But you got the momentum going last two nights. The Rays are reeling now. We'll talk about that in 20 minutes. Now take that momentum into Tampa and go win your first series against an American League East opponent. That is what needs to happen now. Go win a series. This past weekend can be a stepping stone. 802-585-3026, Napa Morrisville, Napa Waterbury text line. Uh, Let's see. Ross, I hope these wins put some fire behind the Red Sox and pump them up. I, I, I believe they will. You heard it there from Verdugo. He knows, he, Verdugo knows how important it was to get to that bullpen. He knew how big the Saturday night win was. Our buddy Dean over in South Burlington, Boston, currently first in the wild card. Astros and Red Sox have shown the AL championship is not a given for the Yankees. You never know when a team is going to get hot. You never know when a team is going to get hot. I do believe the Astros and Yankees are the best teams in the American League, but Red Sox, I still believe in the White Sox. I'm a pessimistic Mariners fan, but they're in there. Toronto, I still think, is excellent. And then there's always Tampa, although they are reeling with injuries. I do not think it is just a foregone conclusion that the uh, Yankees and Astros are a given. Um, Yeah, text in on the text line kind of agreeing with what I said. Not only did they split, they got to the bullpen with rallies on both Saturday and Sunday. So, And uh, they also get one saying, hey, I'm a Reds fan. We did the Red Sox a favor. Yes, you did. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Text comes in. Brady, you said last week I don't feel good about the Yankees series. Basically mocking me. Well, texter, I said at the beginning of the show, I come to you hat in hand and I stand corrected. So, I said that at the very beginning of the show. First thing when the segment started, I said, I stand corrected. I come to you hat in hand. I did not feel good going into this series, and I feel a whole lot better coming out of it. So if you want proof of me apologizing or admitting defeat, then you can find it on the Brady Farkas Show podcast channel on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Uh, All right. We're going to deviate from baseball here momentarily. We're going to queue up the phone line and get our guy Ben Shungu on the line. The UVM product, the UVM legend, has now announced he's going to play his professional basketball in Germany from South Burlington, Vermont, to Rice Memorial High School to Germany. Ben Shungu's had quite the journey. He's going to talk to us about it next. Where is Ben Shungu right now? I've heard some rumors. i got to find out what's true and what's false. That's next on DEV. Want Brady to hear your opinion on the sports stories of the day? Text in at 802-585-3026. Now it's back to the Brady Parker Show on WDEV AM, FM, and WDEVradio.com. Welcome back in. Brady Farkas Show right here on WDEV, AM and FM, and WDEVradio.com. If you listen to this show for any amount of time since it started, you know 
that I love following local athletes from Ellie Purier, St. Pierre to Amanda Pelkey to Owen Kellington and to Ben Shungu as well. Ben Shungu, the former UVM basketball star and the South Burlington native, had a great run through his time in Catamount country and led the Catamounts to the NCAA tournament this past year where they lost to Arkansas. He just announced last week that he is uh, heading overseas to Germany to start his professional career in the upcoming season. We have tracked Ben Shungu down with us now. Benny, thanks for being with us. Congratulations on all the successes. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm doing well, man. Doing well, well, man. How are you doing? We're doing well. Excited for you. Congratulations on your first professional contract to go to Germany. Um, But first, before we really get into all that, I heard a little rumor that you're out in L.A. right now training and playing pickup with the likes of Russell Westbrook and Kyrie Irving. Is this rumor true? Um, as of right now, I'm just training in L.A., just training with a bunch of pros. Um, so uh, well, who I'm training with is kind of a secret. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, no names then, but let me ask you a more broad question. What's the thing you have learned already just being around the pro guys you are around? Um, I think... Most importantly, just what I've learned is just, um, just really just kind of, you know, switching, switching that mindset from playing in college and, um, you know, kind of developing that pro style, uh, basketball, um, really just kind of just trying to get to my spots, uh, more efficiently. It's kind of what I've been learning. Um, and also too, it's just, um, just, you know, learning that every guy is different. You know, whoever you're going to go ahead and play with, uh, you're not going to necessarily be the best player on the court right away. So just adjusting to certain other guys' play styles and, you know, trying to make it work. How much quicker is the game when you're playing with guys like that? Um, I think it's definitely quicker in the sense of where uh, just, you know, guys are, you know, much longer and more athletic, as well as they just kind of just, they've already been in the professional uh, they're in their professional careers for a while, so um, it's definitely a, a step quicker, but once you just keep playing and playing, you kind of adapt to it. So. The decision to sign in Germany, take me through that process, the negotiations, what did they tell you, how involved were you versus maybe an agent doing all the work? What was it like? How did it come together? Yeah, so, um, I mean, with signing in Germany, um, the coach out there, Josh King, he uh, actually coached uh, New Hampshire in America East. So hmm. uh, kind of just had, you know, the America East ties with that. So um, he's obviously familiar with my game and has known about me. And so uh, we reached out to my agent and my agent reached out to him. And just felt like that was just, you know, the best situation for me right now, uh, especially going into my first uh, year of playing professional. So, um, and, and then being a, one of the top leagues over there in Germany. It's definitely a situation that doesn't get any better. You had had a pre-draft NBA workout with the Charlotte Hornets. What was that experience like? And did you ever get the impression that they were interested in you, either as a draftee or as maybe a post-draft signee? Yeah, that, that was a great experience, um, just to be able to uh, you know, go to North Carolina, go to Charlotte, and just go to that organization be able to go through the uh, draft process. Um, so I was definitely uh, grateful for that as well. Um, and I think I think they definitely were a little bit interested just because, you know, I was able to get a, a draft workout with them. Um, but, you know, went over there, touched some people, um, and then just 
uh, just left after that. So um, I think overall it was, a, it was a great experience and definitely something that uh, I won't forget. You know, as you transition to a pro game, you've obviously met and talked with a lot of people from agents to other teams to now guys overseas. What are you... Are you are you going to change your game at all? You know the the pro game and the European game is a lot more uh, pace and space, a lot more threes, things like that. Are you looking to change your game at all, or are you going to be the same Ben Shungu we've gotten accustomed to over the last couple of years here in Burlington? Um, I think um, not necessarily change my game. I think just just adapting to the European culture, um, adapting to you know basketball over there. Um, I don't think I necessarily have to really change my game. I think um, I have aspects. Um, that I could add and contribute to um, the success of the team. And so I'm going to continue to keep doing what what I'm good at and uh, also just really just learning and just, uh, you know, uh, get better at certain things that I'm not good at and continue to just keep evolving. So. You know, you've got a number of former UVM teammates that are playing overseas or have played overseas, from Trey Bell Haynes to Peyton Henson. Uh, Drew Urquhart spent some time playing overseas as well. What advice have you gotten from some of the guys you know about what it's like to go play abroad? What have you heard about their experiences? Yeah, um, I've talked to Trey Bell Haynes more than anybody else uh, with that process. Um, He just says, um, you know, it's a grind over there, uh, you know. European basketball is definitely still um, a great, you know, basketball league, and um, just just really just go out there and just have fun, but also just learn as much as you can out there, um, and just stick with the process. You know, it's going to be a long year, a uh, long season, but continue to stick with the process and uh, get better each day. We're on the Brady Farkas Show here on this Monday on WDEV. We're talking with Ben Shungu, the South Burlington native, the Rice Memorial product, and America East first teamer. Just announced last week he was going to play his professional basketball this upcoming season in Germany. You know, I, I you know, I'm happy for you. Congratulate you on the decision. I was curious. Did you ever think about sticking it out through the summer and seeing if you could get onto a summer league roster or, or an NBA camp before the season started, or was this a pretty easy decision to to make this decision so quickly? Um, I, I definitely thought about just kind of sticking out through the summer and um, just you know, possibly seeing if I could get on a summer league team uh, and just seeing kind of you know that what that process would be like. Um, obviously, wasn't hearing as much, um, so. I think um, with just signing with Jeremy as early as I did was just being able to just uh, secure something that's really, really good, you know, just have something where I can go out and compete at a high level in one of the top leagues. Um, So I think that's kind of what what my mindset and talking with my agent, uh, we just decided that uh, it was going to be best to see. Hey, let's talk a little UVM before I get you out of here. You guys got to the tournament last year, obviously lose to Arkansas in the first round. Really good game that came down to the wire. Uh, in that specific game, in your effort out there in Buffalo, I believe it was, how did you feel about how you guys played, ultimately coming up short, though? Um, I thought I thought we did a solid job. Um, I think you know, obviously we came up short, so you know, can't necessarily say we played great. Uh, I think we competed, but it was definitely uh, – Certain certain uh, uh, times during the game where I feel like uh, we just kind of just let them kind of get on a roll or, or get comfortable. Uh, and so I think uh, we definitely could have beat them for sure, uh, but you know sometimes it's just how it goes. So. 
Have you had a chance to reflect over the last couple of months and since the season ended and reflect on your career, your journey, the support you got from from back here as being kind of the hometown favorite and adopting that role on the team as being the guy that everybody was rooting for? Have you had a chance to kind of sit and think about where you started to how it finished? Uh, yeah, a, a little bit. Um, obviously, you know, I've commented about just my, you know, my next steps and what the future holds for me. But I think, um, obviously being from Vermont, being able to play at the University of Vermont and, um, you know, being a local kid and just the support that I've always gotten since I was in high school. Um, uh, you know, I'm definitely grateful and, um, just being able to, uh, you know, be a home, homegrown, home state person and, uh, you know, kind of have the success, the success that I had at Vermont is um, definitely a blessing and one that I don't take for granted. So um definitely grateful and happy that I was able to choose Vermont and kind of just you know, spend my since the last six years over there. So. You know, I know I know what you're going to say because he's your teammate and your buddy and you're happy for him. But so you're not going to talk bad about Ryan Davis and I'm not either. But I am telling you that I was the leader of the Give Ben Shungu the American East Player of the Year fan club. Did any part of it bother you that it wasn't at least co-players of the year? No, not not at all. Um, I think I think if it was if it was co-players. I think that would be just diminishing the hard work and. The incredible player that Ryan Davis was. Uh, I mean, looking at the numbers they had last year and this year, it was unbelievable. So um, they they definitely got 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 it right. We're giving him uh, the Mickey's Player of the Year, and uh, not only that, he's just just a really great guy, man. Like obviously that's my guy, uh, you know. And obviously I am a little bit biased when it comes to talking down, but uh, he really is. Uh, you know, he was one of our leaders and a great guy, and just he's amazing on the court. So. They definitely got that right. It's not giving us the to You know, UVM, it's going to be a little bit different next year, right? A lot of turnover on the roster and that you're gone and Davis is gone and Isaiah Powell's gone and Justin Missoula's gone. So a lot of new faces that we're going to see. The league's going to look different without Stony Brook and Brian's coming in. They're supposed to be very good. Two guys I want to get your thoughts on uh, that I, I think we're going to hear a lot more about this year. One is another local product, Michelle and Diashimie from Rice. And the other is Sam Alamutu, who is a, a Canadian who came in last year and redshirted, but as I'm told, has an unbelievable amount of athleticism. Talk to me a little bit about some of these guys that uh, that we don't know as well right now. Yeah, I think um, both of them both of them are you know, definitely guys who have um, really, really high, a high ceiling in um, that the potential is unbelievable for both of you guys. I think um, what separates them from a lot of people is that they're in the gym 24-7 and their work ethic is um, insane. And so, um, yeah, nothing's really given to them or has been given to them. And so, um, obviously, myself kind of taking the route that I took, uh, being from Vermont and going to to the University of Vermont, uh, his ceiling is very, very high. And I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, and then Sam coming in, being super athletic and, you know, still developing as a young kid is unbelievable to see. And um, just this past year, just seeing him grow and progress, um, can't wait for him to be unbelievable as well. Well, we're looking forward to it. Hard to believe the se- the season really ended only about three and a half months ago, and here we are, three and a half months away from the start of the next one. It's I'm already excited for Catamount Hoops, but right now we're excited for our guy Ben Shungu, the local product, now announcing he's going overseas to play in Germany. Ben, a lot of people back here supporting you. A lot of people thrilled at the news, and uh, we're all happy for you. And uh, we'll catch up here in a couple of months and see how it's going for you. Yeah, 
Absolutely, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. We appreciate it as well. A couple of great texts about Ben Shungu there on the Napa Morrisville, Napa Waterbury text line. Uh, we'll get the national news update from CBS. I want to put a couple of thoughts together on that interview, too. Ben Shungu was awesome. This is former NFL wide receiver Keyshawn Johnson, and now we're back to the Brady Farkas Show on WDEV Radio and WDEVRadio.com. Thank you very much, Keyshawn. Brady Farkas Show is back here on WDEV, brought to you in part by Pro Driver Training. That's Vermont's premier truck driver training school online at ProDriverCDL.com. Red Sox baseball about four minutes from now. I want to put the finishing touches there on the Ben Shungu interview. Uh, I, I thought it was great. We got a text in saying that Ben Shungu is wise beyond his years. I would love to know who he's playing with. Because I heard the rumor that he's out there playing with Russell Westbrook and Kyrie Irving and top-notch NBA All-Stars. That's the rumor I heard. He would not confirm nor deny. He said it's kind of secret. And I don't know if that's because he's playing with dudes who aren't signed yet. He's playing with guys who are going to get traded. He's playing with guys that aren't supposed to be playing in the offseason. I, I don't know. But I thought... I would love to know where he actually or who he's actually playing with. He's out in L.A. Secondly, I knew that Ben Shungu was not going to say that he flatly deserved the American East Player of the Year. I believe that he did. I know that he was not going to actually say that. So I phrased the question differently, right? I said, hey, do you think it should have at least been a split? At least co-players of the year. Thought maybe he'd say yes to that. Nope. Said the league got it right. They gave it to Ryan Davis. And while I disagree, I think that's the incredibly mature answer. I think it's the right thing to say publicly. And it really impressed me because I gave him the out, right? I gave him the out to say, do you think it should have been co-players of the year? He doesn't look, if he said that, he doesn't look bad, right? But he said, nope, I'm going to say the exact right thing. Nope, they got it right. That's my guy. Co-players would have taken away from his season. I'm happy for him. I, I, I just, I was very, very impressed. I wish him the best of luck playing in Germany. I don't spend a whole lot of time following Euro League basketball, but I'm going to have to start now. I think we got Trayvon Haynes, I want to say, playing in Spain. Uh, uh, Ryan Davis is going to be playing in the Netherlands, and now you got Benny going to be playing out there in uh in Germany. So I'm going to have to start playing, paying a little bit of attention here to the Euro Leagues. Someone says, I think you got the Kyrie Russ practices correct. That was a funny, nervous moment that Benny had. He shrugged it off like a pro, though. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know exactly. I. I mean, I guess it would make sense, right? If he's playing with Kyrie and Westbrook, there's a chance they could get traded for each other between the Lakers and the Nets. So I get why he didn't want to go down that road. I wasn't really trying to put him on the spot. So uh, someone says, uh, yeah, Tom says Isaiah Powell is playing in Sweden. That I hadn't seen. So, uh, Tom, I'm not telling you you're wrong. I had not seen that. So I'll do a little digging to confirm that. But that would make sense that Isaiah Powell, another guy, who's leaving UVM and has graduated and certainly is good enough to play overseas as well. Get a text that says, Brady, one of your best shows ever. Fantastic. Well, 
Thank you very much. You can always get in on the Napa Morrisville, Napa Waterbury text line. Lineups finally as the music's been playing. Red Sox at the Rays. Sox a game and a half up on Tampa. Brian Bayo, his second career major league start. He's on the mound for the Sox. Matt Whistler, he who balked in the winning run the other night for the Reds, he gets the start for Tampa. Duran's in center. Christian Vasquez at catcher. J.D. Martinez, the D.H. Bogarts at shortstop. Alex Verdugo in left. Trevor Story at second. Franchi Cordero at first. Rob Refsnyder in right. Bobby Dalbeck at third. That means no Rafael Devers again tonight. Yandy Diaz leads off for Tampa at third. G-Man Choi's at first. Randy Arozarena, the D.H. Jonathan Aranda is the second baseman. Josh Lowe in right. Francisco Mejia, the catcher. Luke Rayleigh in left. Taylor Walls in short. And Brett Phillips in center. This is a very depleted Rays lineup. Kevin Kiermaier injured. Wander Franco injured. The Red Sox need to take advantage. There's a lot of guys you've never heard of in this Rays lineup. It's time for the Sox to win two of three, or rather to win three of four, and get that first series win. We'll see you tomorrow. Go Sox.